Hariyom. Welcome to the Chinmaya Vrindavan podcast. Today's topic will be the Mandukya Upanishad chanted by Swamiji. Om Bhadram Kanne Vishnu Yamadeva Bhadram Vashe Matshavirjatra Tirai Rangai Histushtuvatam Sastanubihi Vishema Devahitam Yadayuhu Sastina Indro Vrithashravaha Sastina Pusha Vishwavedaha Sastina Starcho Arishtanemihi Sastino Prahaspadardadato Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Kriyonamaha Hari Om We have completed the Agama Pragarana. The first chapter of Mandukya Kariya. It is called Agama Pragarna because the Upanishad is part of Veda. And Veda is called Agama. Because it originates from the Lord and comes down to us through the flow of Guru Shishya Parampara. So Ishwara Arabhya Guru Shishya Parampara Dwara Agachati. Therefore Agama. <coughs> that which has come to us in the form of a flow of Guru Shishya Parampara that is called Agama. The source of all knowledge is the Lord. Therefore, Veda is known as Agama. The word Agama is used in a different meaning also. When they talk about Agama Shastra, it is used for temple worship. There the word Agama doesn't mean Veda. There is another Agama distinct from the Vedas, which is also supposed to originate from the Lord. So we have Shaiva Agama Shastra, which talk about how to build Shiva temple and how to worship the Lord Shiva in Shiva temple. Then Vaishnava Agama, that is also talk about how to build Vishnu temple, worship him. See the idol carving and all that, you know, there is a Shastra for it. So there is a meditation versus the Shilpi has to chant, meditate upon it. Only when that form of the Lord comes into their mind, 
distinctly then only they take their chisel so that particular shastra is called agama shastra and how to build temple how to do see all these people agama sampradaya smart sampradaya then all say they know that is this ah then we have shakta agama also so we talk about the construction of devi temple and the worship of devi shaiva vaishnava shakta agama they all teaches us how to construct a temple and the worship the idol and those that are called mantras and tantras so especially the installation of the idols they are called tantra tantric method tantras so generally when you hear tantric method people get scared but that's not what it is <laughs> that agama is different from vedas even though it is come from bhagwan only but it is separate so there we accept those agamas purely for worship of murtis in temple and construction of temple we don't accept the philosophy given in these agama shastras but we accept the temple and worship part of agama now here the agama means part of vedas ye mandukya upanishad is part of veda and uh, occur in the first chapter and since the upanishad is dominant in the first chapter so it is called agama prakaranam now having completed the agama prakaranam we are going to enter into the second chapter which is called vaitathya prakaranam a chapter consisting of 38 verses and this chapter contains only godavadas kariga because the upanishadic portion has been completed in the first chapter therefore the second chapter is exclusively count contain godavadas kariga and in this 38 verses godavada is going to analyze a very important word which comes in mandukya upanishad that is that important word is from the seventh mantra in the upanishad nanta pratyam namahi pratyam nobhayata pratyam na pratyanaganam na pratyam na pratyam adrishtam avyayam avyavaharyam agrahyam alakshanam achindyam avyavadeshyam ekatma prutyasaram prapanchopashamam shantam shivam advaitam chatuttham manyante sa atma savitneha that is the seventh mantra <laughs> complete definition of brahman truth now we are going to focus on the word prapancha upashama that's one word he is taking out of the whole thing 
That one word is analyzed by Gaudavacharya in 38 verses. There is another crucial word appearing in this mantra, which is Advaitam. This word is also is with deep significance. Therefore, Gaudapada analyzes this word Advaitam in the next chapter, that is third chapter. Thus, the third chapter consisting of 48 verses analyzes only one word, Advaitam. Prapancha Upashamam, 38 verses. Advaitam, 48 verses. Now, let us find out what is the connection between the word Prapancha Upashamam and Vaitathyam. So it is called Vaitathya Prakaranam. Why he say that? The word prapanchopashamam is used to define Turiyam, the fourth quarter of Atma. This word prapanchopashamam consists of two parts. One is prapancha, another is upashama. Prapancha means the universe. When the Upanishad says prapancha, what does it mean? It means the Prathamapada, Dudiyapada, Tudiyapada. Vishwa, Taijasa, and Pratnya. Stula Prapancha, Sukshma Prapancha, and Karana Prapancha. So all these three put together is called Prapancham. So, Stula Sushma Karana Prapancha, which means the entire three Padas. So, Prapancha means three Padas. Stula Sushma Karana Prapancha. Second part of the word is Upashama, means free from, means Turiyam is free from these three Prapanchas. Tula, Sukshma, Karana, Prapanchas. In the Turiya Chaitanyam, there is no Prapanchatraya. Mean Vishwa, Virat, Prapanchatraya, Stula, Prapanchais, Vishwa, Virat, then Taijasa, Hiranyagarbha, Pratnya, and Ishwara. Even Ishura is not there. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Everything is absent in Turiyam. And by using such expression, the Upanishad is negating the entire world. And therefore, this word is called Prapancha Nishetha Pada. It is a significant word which negates the world. Hmm. Now, we have to find out what is the significance of this world negation. It is a very important part of Vedantic teaching, which is negation of this world. 
<laughs> now what do you mean by negation? What can you negate? Is the question Vedanta asks, do you negate an existent thing or do you negate a non-existent thing? Hmm? See, you should have something to negate, isn't it? Some object should be there to negate. So, Vedanta says both are not possible. An existent thing cannot be negated because it is an existent thing. Then can you negate a non-existent thing? A non-existent thing need not be negated because it is not existing for you to negate. Therefore, whatever is negated should be different from Sat, Asat, existing thing and non-existing thing. Therefore, Vedanta says a negated thing is Sat, Asat, Vilakshanam, Sat, Asat, Vilakshanam. And therefore, the Prapancha which is negated by the Upanishad will not come under Sat category, nor it will come under Asat category. How do you come to this conclusion? Because the world is negated by the Upanishad. <laughs> now the question is, if the world doesn't come under Sat and Asat category, then what is it? Vedanta says it comes under seemingly existent category. <laughs> Apparently existent, as though existing. In other words, it is called Mithya. There are many examples. One is Mirage water. Its existence is as though. When a person goes nearby, it is negated. Gaudavada is going to use the well-known rope snake example here. Yeah. So it is not Shankaracharya's example, okay. <laughs> the snake that is seen on the rope is not existent thing because if you go near with a flashlight, you will see it is not there. Also, you cannot say it does not exist because it is frightening you. <laughs> then, Gaudavada also talk about dream example. Thus the word prapancho pashyamam reveals prapancha mithyattam. And the word mithya really cannot be translated in English. We can roughly translate it as unreality of the world, which means the world is not absolutely real. Prabhanja Mithyatvam is meant here. 
it is hidden in the word prapanchopashamam this hidden meaning gadabada wants to extract in 38 verses and therefore this chapter is called vaidathya prakaranam vaidathyam means mithyatvam vidatham means mithya unreal prakaranam means chapter unreality revealing chapter unreality of the world jagat vaidathya prakaranam means the first three padas and what is the conclusion arrived at it and the conclusion comes later in the third chapter since the whole world is mithya or unreal it should not be counted with turiyam you cannot count mirage water for quenching your thirst you cannot count on your dream money to buy a house whatever is mithya should not be counted therefore <coughs> this world is as good as not there so turiyam alone exist there is no second thing other than turiyam there is no first second and third padas therefore advaitam non dual so this world which is experience should not be counted because it is mithya then comes the final question if turiyam is advaitam non dual how do you account for the word turiyam itself because the word turiyam according to sanskrit language means the fourth one the all the three are not accountable they don't exist why do you say fourth one <laughs> how can you say the fourth one is non dual when you say fourth one there are three more behind you then how can you say without a second one non dual all these words are used now see upanishad is very careful it is said chatartham manyante <laughs> it is said to be the fourth by the ignorant people the wise people do not call it turiyam or fourth pada but chatartham manyante so it is the opinion of the ignorant upanishad knows that we lost that question so that is why carefully said manyante thus the second chapter will naturally lead one to advaitam they are complementary to each other so prapanchopashamam advaitam both are connected to each other even though 
Veda has revealed the unreality of the world. Now Gaudapada wants to establish that with logic. Because the Veda is not worried about establishing through logic. It makes a statement. Prapanchopasamam shantam shivam matvaitam manyant but it is not going to give you any logic, why it is, how it is and all that. So this is the job of the commentator. That means we should have some idea about the method of reasoning. Because Gaudapada is going to use logic. So therefore we should know a little bit about Nyaya Shastra. What is the right method and wrong method? This is called epistemology. Any reasoning is based on a general knowledge which is gathered by our perception. <coughs> this is called Vyapti in Tarkashastra. I don't know, modern logic, there are, they use some word for it. So we call it as Vyapti. Hmm. It's called coexistent principle. Example, smoke and fire both coexist. Any person who has experienced this come to know both smoke and fire coexist. Wherever smoke, there is fire. Yatra yatra dhumaha tatadatra vanni. This is called knowledge of coexistence. In logic, they call it as Vyapti Jnanam. Now, how do you gather this knowledge? By observation. <clears throat> Suppose you, one day you saw a mountain with the smoke coming out of it and fire is not visible. Then you apply this knowledge, yatra yatra dhumaha tatradhutravanni. I can infer the fire. So the knowledge of the fire is not perceptual knowledge, but inferential knowledge. This reasoning method is called inference. There is a method of presenting the inference and that inferential statement is called Anumana Vakyam. And this Anumana Vakyam should have four components. In Tarkashastra, this is given. First, we say mountain because that is the thing I want to talk about. This is called locus. Locus means paksha in Sanskrit, paksha. Then second one is sadhyam, conclusion. The third factor is reason, hetu. Because there is smoke is an indicator, that means hetu, for fire. Dristanta, example. So, Drishtanda here they say Yatra Yatra Dhubaha Tatra How do you know this? Because 
Yagashala. <laughs> so Yagashala, they have seen the smoke coming out because of fire. From Yagashala alone, you get the Vyapti Jnanam, general knowledge. Yatra yatra dhumaha tatra tatravani. Example is the source of Vyapti Jnanam. Locus, conclusion, reason and example are the four components for inference. This is the method of reasoning in our Indian logic. Now Gaudavada is going to use reasoning to arrive at the unreality of the world. Prapancha mithyatum or vaitatyam. Now, this world that we experience is called Vaigodabhada Jagrat Prapancha because we experience it in the waking state alone. Therefore, Jagrat Prapancha is the locus, Paksha, about which Gaudabhada wants to conclude something. What is the conclusion? He wants to arrive at Mithyatum of Jagrat Prapancha. It is unreal. So Jagrat Prapancha is a Paksha and he wants to arrive at Mithyatum for this Jagrat Prapancha. So the subject matter is this world and the conclusion is mithya, unreal. Then he is going to give a reason which we shall see later. In the sixth verse he will tell you the reason. Fourth factor is example. The example is supna prapancha. So like uh, Yagashala, you know, there, there it is dhuma and vanni. But here, he has to establish Jagrat Prapancha is unreal. In order to uh, establish that, the example that he is using is Supra Prapancha. He is going to prove Jagrat Prapancha Mithya because of X reason, like the dream world. Here is a problem. Now, example can be used only when the example is accepted by all. If you are using Sopna Prabancha as an example to prove Jagrat Prabancha is unreal, everybody has to accept Sopna Prabancha as unreal. Why Gaudavada is saying this? Why Shakaracharya is writing this commentary? Because there are some school of thought, they don't accept <laughs> Sopnam is unreal. <laughs> that is why. Now he says he is intelligent like Einstein. Because you know Einstein is intelligent. 
and therefore you accept the statement as an example. You can quote an example which is acceptable to all. If all of us accept Supna Prabancha as unreal, then all of us can take Supna Prabancha as an example. Then Kaudavada can say, because of reason, the Jagrat Prabancha is also unreal like the tree. But there are some peculiar philosophers who claim dream is real. To that person, you cannot say, Sapna Prabancha is unreal. Therefore, Godavadacharya keeps the Jagrat Prabancha aside to study later and says, let us analyze Sapna Prabancha. And by using logic, let us establish Sapna Prabancha is unreal. <laughs> and once Sapna Prabancha is established as unreal, and taking that as example, we can go to Jagrat Prabancha. And therefore, the first topic of this chapter is Sapna Prabancha. Mithyatam. Three verses he established Supna Prabancha Vithyatam. Thereafter, he using the same logic establishes Jagrat Prabancha Vithyatam. Verse 4 to 18. And Gaudabada established the Supna Prabancha Vithyatam through Sudhi Pramana, Yukti Pramana, Anubhava Pramana. So, to establish anything in our in our tradition, we have to use Shruti, Yukti, Anubhava. The order is Shruti, the order is first Yukti and then Shruti and then Anubhava. This is how he is using it. So, the Mithyatam of this world is not directly mentioned in the Upanishad, but indirectly mentioned as Prapancha Upashamam. When we gather knowledge indirectly from Shruti, that knowledge is called Shrutyarthapatti Pramanam. Shruti Pramanam means knowing something directly from the Shruti. Sutyathabhati Pramanam, knowing through implication. What is the implication? Suti negates the world and therefore world cannot come under the category of reality. <laughs> because what is real cannot be negated. At the same time, I cannot say the world is non-existent because it is coming under my immediate experience. Therefore, it cannot come under non-existent category. That which cannot come under non-existent or existence, that is called Mithya. Mithya means what is experienceable but cannot come under reality. Why we are saying this? Because dream is like that. <laughs> it is experienceable. But at the same time, you cannot give reality. The best translation 
There is no translation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mithya is a word. Use Mithya, Mithya only. <laughs> no other word is equivalent to that. So this word is extracted from the Upanishadic statement Prapancha Upashamam. The nearest example Gaudabhada can think of is Sopna. Your dream is intimately experienced by all of us and while dreaming the experience of joy, sorrow seems to be real. Dream is experience, dream is real and experience is real as long as dream lasts. Dream is useful, the object for the dreamer. See, dream objects are useful for the dreamer. Still we know dream cannot be taken as reality. In fact, things are not real. We ask, are you dreaming? Therefore, in the first three verses, Gaudabhadacharya establishes that Supna is Mithya. Shruti, Yukti, Anubhava. Now, for this he is going to use a basic vyapti, means generalization, means example, wherever there is smoke, there is fire, that is called vyapti jnanam, I use this inference and say that the mountain has fire because it has smoke. So, now we have to employ this method to prove that sopna is unreal. And we have to use a vyapti. <clears throat> Here also we are going to talk about a vyapti. Generally, whenever we see an object in the Jagratavastha, which we look upon as real, and we observe one thing, whenever a real object exists in the world, that object requires a particular area for its existence. Whenever you look for a space to sit in the class, Uchita Deshaha, volume of space, and every object has got certain time also for the existence which is generally indicated by the date of origin and the date of expiry means Uchita Kalaha. So Uchita Deshaha, Uchita Kalaha. These two are required. Even if it is an event, there is a duration. How did Lord Krishna taught Gita 18 chapters in a short time? <laughs> Yetra yetra satyatam tatra uchita desha kalatam kalatam. A reflection of an elephant on the surface of a mirror is mithya because there is no sufficient space in the mirror for an elephant to stand. Therefore, what is the Vyapti? Yatra yatra uchita kala desha abhavaha tat 
ಅತ್ರತ್ರ ವಿಧ್ಯಾತ್ವ ಆಬ್ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವೆರೆವರ್ ಸಫಿಷಿಯಂಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ದೇರ್ ದಟ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆರ್ ಇವೆಂಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವಿಧ್ಯಾ ಅಪ್ಲೈಯಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ವ್ಯಾಪ್ತಿ ಆರ್ ಲಾಜಿಕ್ ಗೌಡವಾದ ಸೇ ಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಪ್ರಪಂಚ ಈಸ್ ಮಿಥ್ಯಾ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ಡ್ರೀಮ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಮಿಥ್ಯಾ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಸಫಿಷಿಯಂಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಆರ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ದ ಡ್ರೀಮ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಟು ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಮಿಥ್ಯಾ ಲೆಟ್ ಅಸ್ ಲುಕ್ ಅಟ್ ದಿ ಕ್ಯಾರಿಯ ಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಆಹುರ್ಮನೀಷಿಣಸ್ಥಾ ಉಚಿತ ದೇಶ ಅಭಾವಾತ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಸಫಿಷಿಯಂಟ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಡ್ರೀಮ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ಡ್ರೀಮ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ಸೈಡ್ ಮೌಂಟನ್ ಈಸ್ ದೇ ರೋಡ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ದೇ ocean is there all those things because the entire dream world is inside your dream and also your dream others cannot know sapna objects are not objective thing outside they are subjective thing inside how can in your head however empty it may be it cannot accommodate a real elephant manishinaha ahuhu wise people declare sarvabhavanam vaidathyam and reality of all the objects in space bhavanam andasthanat they are located inside of you samvrutatvena hedunaha it is only limited insufficient for the mountain or river to exist so that is the main point here why is declare all object of the dream as illusory they all being located within the body and also because of their being in a confined space second so three are connected this is the three the rasa ಅಧೀರ್ಘತ್ವಾಚಕಾಲೀರ್ಘತ್ವಾಚಕಾಲೇಶಾನ್ನ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಪ್ರತಿಬುದ್ಧ ವೈ ಸರ್ವ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ವಿಧ್ಯೇ 
in dream we see different events happening you visit places and come back it requires generally days together <laughs> what is the duration of your dream Two and a half minutes, <laughs> the longest dream. From that, it is clear that all the events are unreal. Somebody get married, they have children, all those things. Kala adhirghatva, adhirghatva cha kalasya. Kala adhirghatva, not long enough. Because the time is limited, Deshana Gatwan Napashyati. This person does not really go to Badrinath. <laughs> they are all unreal projection of the mind. Now we are awake and hence we can say confidently the dream world is unreal. But in dream, everything looks so real. At the time of dream, we can never say it is unreal. What Vedanta says is this world also the same story. <laughs> but he's going to tell that later. Sapna pravenja deshakala abhavat mithya darpanastha hastivate. So, Sapna Prabhancha Desha Kala Abhavat Mithyaha. So, space and time. Proper space and time is not there in dream. Therefore, it is Mithya. Like Darpadastha Hastivata, like an elephant in the reflection of elephant in the Darpanam. Second line is Anubhav Pramanam Pradibuddhachavai Sarvat Tasmin Deshena Vidyade. Suppose you have really gone to Kashi and there we saw a lot of cows and that cow rushed you down to you, pushed you down and you wake up. <laughs> but where do you wake up? In your own bedroom. Not in Kashi. <laughs> if dream was real, you would have woken up in Kashi itself. Why? From that, it is very clear that the dream world, we are not going anywhere in dream world. So he says, Pradibuddhavacha, after waking up, Sarvaha Navidyade, no one experienced to be present. Tasmindeshe, where he travelled in that place. You fell down, broke your leg, blood come oozing out, bandage, all are unreal. On waking up, you don't see any bandage. Now we go to Shuddhi Pramana, third mantra.
ಅಭಾವಶ್ಚರಥಾದೀನಾಶ್ಚರಥಾದೀನಾ ನ್ಯಾಯಪೂರ್ವಕ ವೈತಥ್ಯಂ ವೈ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತ ಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಆಹು ಪ್ರಕಾಶಿತ ಅಭಾವಶ್ಚರಧಾದೀನ ಶೂಯತೆ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿಕ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಅಡಿಷನ್ ಟು ಲಾಜಿಕ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೀರಿಯನ್ಸ್ there is a statement in brahmaarnya upanishad natatra rathaha there is no chariot naratha yogad there are no horses narata panthan no roads srijati we create all of them within our mind ratha horses pantha path therefore what you experience is not real in fact whatever you experience is not real radadinam charyatenaha therefore vaidathyam unreality is established nyayapurvakam logically prakashitam revealed a fact sapna prapancha mithya sapna ahu now the from fourth to up to third verse he established surprise and real now we have to connect that to wait that he does from fourth verse onwards we'll take that next class <laughs> we'll have class next sunday also taking the time to listen to today's podcast be sure to stay tuned for the next episode hurry on